You're listening to the American Soccer Analysis Show. Dude, you're, you're the Tommy McNamara of podcasting. It's great. Thank you. Wait, what? With your hosts, Ian Lamberson. If you say one more bad thing about Mike Grella, I'm going to cut you. And Harrison Crow. Patrick Mullins is what happens when you least expect it. And yes, welcome to the American Soccer Analysis Show. I'm your host, Ian. With me as always, the man who's going to ride that Hogue Finance rocket all the way to the moon, it's Harrison Crow. Is it, Ho- Harrison. is it Hogue or is it Hoge? I don't know. Like Doge? Isn't that Doge? I don't know. I thought yeah. I thought it was Dogecoin. I don't know this either. Um, Harrison, everybody knows that in addition to writing about watching podcasting about major league soccer your second area of expertise is cryptocurrency we've all read your cryptocurrency blog we all know that you got your degree uh in in economics with a minor in cryptonomics what's your take on this on mls's uh, foray into crypto this week i think someone's gonna get sued (laughs) (laughs) i think someone's about to be poor and I don't know who that someone is, but I, I will tell you right now, no, there, there's no one that's going to like end up being a, a any more uh, financially secure than what they were before. I, I don't think, anyways. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. You know these players' financial situation, and you know I don't want to get into a, a situation where you know you're criticizing these guys that you know uh, are just trying to uh, expand their portfolios, it's trying to you know take care of their families and stuff through different avenues that are open hey to them. But I mean, you're probably all when someone says, I'll give you $10,000 to tweet about this Bitcoin. Like you're going to do it. Why? Like if someone gave me $10,000 to tweet about some type of technology, I would do that. Like you could, anyone listening to this podcast, send me $10,000. I will tweet something out. Uh, like it could be pretty Ooh. deviant. I, I probably would do it. I, I'm, uh. I'm not proud. Yeah. Before you do, though, know that I will do it for whatever for half of whatever Harrison will accept. Uh, so five thousand for me. <laughs> but do you have a minor in crypto economic? Like crypto is that, is that a thing? Cryptonomics. Crypto- I think I just I think I just made cryptonomics up. Uh, I whatever it is, there's people now going to school for that. There probably is. Whatever it means. I mean, I'm sure I'm not the first person to coin the phrase cryptonomics, but. I, I couldn't tell you who did. Uh, yes, but it might be a thing. So, yeah. So we had a lot of MLS players, you know, trying to get us get us all to buy some Bitcoin, um, which isn't Bitcoin. It was a it was Hoge coin or Hoge coin. Uh, and then uh, MLS also uh, ventured into NFTs this week, which was honestly the only thing that was surprising is that it took him this long to try and be like, look, look, we're doing the hip thing. Uh, and they managed to get there about six weeks after that uh, became extremely uncool. <laughs> and everyone was just like, yeah, that's really stupid. And it's bad for the environment, actually. And uh, yeah, so they had to backtrack and be like, no, 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 we're offsetting our carbon footprint uh, for this these NFTs. Um, I don't know, Harrison. I don't, I don't know what to say about Major League Soccer this week, but it strikes me as as telling when I think the most interesting thing that happened was this cryptocurrency stuff. Oh, uh, you know, there's the cryptocurrency situation. There's mm-hmm. the Tim Parker, Mark Dos Santos, uh, you know, off that Wait, happened that? as well. What's that? Tell me about uh, that. Oh, oh, oh Tim this. Parker. Tim Parker found it incredibly disrespectful that Mark Dos Santos this weekend guaranteed that uh, they would be in the playoff race after facing Houston. 
which is oh, incredible that anyone's talking yeah. about the playoffs at this stage. Yeah, of the- that's right. That is what happened, isn't it? I remember seeing that tweet now. Yeah, I thought Tim Parker was was me. The fourth little- place Houston Dynamo. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought Tim Parker may have <laughs> slightly overreacted to that. If I'm being honest, do, uh, that's some think- pretty pretty low grade banter there from from Mark Dos Santos. <laughs> if I'm being honest, you know it's it's definitely the kind of thing where, come on, Mark Dos or Tim Parker. But you know, but, you hey, know, you know if what? You're if Mark- there's one thing, hey, if there's one thing that you want your center back to be, it's overly defensive. Am I right, folks? Am I right? I'm just surprised he turned on his on his former club that way. That's for true. One. Oh, yeah, that's right. There were he was a, a, a Vancouver White Cat. That's where he did cut his teeth, ply his trade. Um, so yeah. So okay. Did anything else? Anything else interesting happen? We had a no, terrible. No, was... We had a terrible tackle. Yes, we did. Uh, <clears throat> I have actually not. I I have heard all of this secondhand. Uh, I did not watch the game. And I've not wanted to watch any replays. It's it's like it's been described to me so like twice in such uh, detail that I honestly don't want to watch the replay of it. It was it wasn't as bad as I mean, I guess it's degrees, really. I mean, this this isn't a competition, but the type of challenge reminded me very much of the one that that crushed Sakawani way back. Yeah, I don't want to see that ever again. Um, And uh, yeah, the result was. Probably not as bad as Zakawani's, but yeah, I mean, really bad. I mean, he's out for the season. Like, that's horrible. Like, what do you do in this situation? Like, what's a, what's an appropriate punishment for that? Like, I don't even know what would be considered fair. Like, well, so here's the here's the question, <laughs> I mean, three, right? Three, three, three games feels a bit light. Well, do you punish him based off of the fact of the circumstance that what happened to the individual player? Because we both can say there's probably little chance that he intended to do the harm that was the outcome. Right. Right. I don't think he went in there saying like, I hope I can end this guy's season, but no, but at the same same time, time, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The, the, the methodology, the, the, the approach, um, the situation didn't warrant anything so significant as, uh, what happened, or at least as I understand it, just in the middle of the field, just not really like a very interesting, I mean, yeah, it was bizarre. I mean, you know, like it really kind of took his team out of it completely. Like they went on to lose 3 0, and um, there's some justice in that, I suppose. But I mean, obviously, it wasn't like. Can we, can we, can we go ahead and go back to the fact that Giovanni Savarisi still doesn't know how to start an 11? Yeah. Like he, 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 like he had to sub his starting number nine uh, back onto the field because Andy Polo got injured. Like that's that like Andy Polo started at starting strike. What? That was really weird, wasn't it? Why did that happen like that? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Chief honestly have a race, but you know, they're doing okay. Yeah, it, that's yeah. It's it's not a, to be hypercritical of a Portland team that seems to be having a pretty decent season, right? Yeah. yeah uh, you know, like them. Three wins. Uh, you know, they beat LA up a man, which they absolutely should have. And hey, if you didn't know, Merritt Possum will remind you that they're they have injured players on their team. I've heard that before. They do have injured players. That's that's correct. I feel um, like somebody needs to bring that up in regards to the Portland Timbers. They have a really strong roster this year. I mean, there there's a reason why they were so well thought of preseason, and I think that there's still a very good chance that they move up from where they're at. I mean, the the point that we are we're six games into the season like it's so minuscule the the sampling that we have of all the MLS teams right now the fact that you know they're just a a point behind Colorado they're sixth place overall I mean for crying out loud Houston has eleven points out of seven games I mean let's let's not get let's not get crazy all right but maybe maybe Houston's good though do you think it's possible. I don't want to say Houston's good, but I don't think maybe they're as bad as I thought they were. How yeah, about we were, how about that? We were, we were very low on that team in our preseason preview zone, weren't we? But but, but here's the deal, and, and this is for for I don't think that we're off base, right? Looking no, at, what else were you supposed to be? Yeah, like it was. It would have been crazy for us to be like, this is a team that's going to go on and take 11 points from their first seven games, probably. Well, and on top of that, they've been exactly who we thought they were on the road, right? They've done that. Their success has been from home, 
right? They've won three games at home. Uh, that's that's probably not too surprising. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see as we go through the season with that summer heat, how well they hold up to. Um, yeah, that's true. To being that. So, yeah, they, they've started out well. Um, their expected goal differential, um, you know, it, it, it's in the plus. So, you know, that mm-hmm, holds... Mm-hmm. That shows, you know, that they might be something for real. But at the same time, their G plus is more middle of the pack, more middle of the pack. In fact, uh, it, it's to be perfectly honest, it's it, it's scaling towards the bottom third. Um, yeah. So what is at this point in time, the, the question is, what is real? And with seven games in, what I'm more it, whoa, what is real, right? Like because like, it's a, some sort of uh, dream. Yeah, it's like a it's like a dream, isn't it? What's going on out there in Major League Soccer right now? It is. It is some sort of a dream. It, well, I mean, so so it's early on, and and that's kind of the point, right? Is that it's hard to tell. Expected goals uh, kind of comes to a predictive uh, nature a little bit later in the later in the schedule than what G plus does. That's part of why, you know, what we did with G plus was to make it more predictive in nature. So I kind of lean towards the fact that, you know, I think Houston's maybe an average team. I don't think they're a good team and maybe they're not even a bad team. Yeah. I mean, that's the definition of average, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, I just, I summed it up right there. Yeah. You just really got right to the heart of it. Not very good. Maybe not very bad. (laughs) Possibly average. The Houston Dynamo. Um, that is their club motto, I think. Uh, Cincinnati won a game. That was that was interesting. Was it interesting? I like. I felt like it was interesting in the context of it was Cincinnati winning, but yeah, also that's, it was that's the bit really. I it really wasn't an interesting game. So here, here's a question I have for you, um, Harrison. I'm if Kyoto at- if Kyoto buries that, it's not a t- let's the yeah, miss really yeah. bad miss. Anyways, yeah. your question. I mean, you know, yeah. If 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 Montreal had scored more goals, then Cincinnati probably wouldn't have gotten the result. Well, I don't know if you saw Kyoto. He had an open like I did wide I did. open that six was, feet uh, from the from the from the goal. That's kind of a uh, shocking. That's almost t-shirt worthy. The um. <laughs> that, was a, that was a real real bad mistake. Uh, i just made you that no one else is gonna get that because no. i never made it outside of our uh internal <laughs> meetings so i'm glad i did a, I did a joke just for my co-host there uh that's good podcasting listeners love that when when the <laughs> when the well, two co-hosts I, have didn't, it, didn't it hit the asa uh, that hit the asa uh oh it did go that one did pop up on asa twitter i guess yeah you're twitter, right, you're right. Yeah. all right yeah there you go i'm fine everyone's fine um, so, uh, this does bring some, I think, questions about Montreal a bit though. Like this is sort of, this was not good for them. I think, I don't think that Montreal right now would look at the way things are going and say like, yeah, this is how you want to start a new coach. This is kind of how you want to like, you know, he has a certain, uh, I mean, we, we talked about it earlier, you know, he has a certain kind of aesthetic to him that would, you know, maybe <laughs> give him more credibility than he deserved. Uh, but, you know, they're, uh, well, I guess they're two, three and two. It's not so, so bad, I suppose. But yeah, you don't want to lose to Cincy. You just don't want to do that. Um, you, you no matter to, what. You want to take right now? Yeah, give me a take. I'm so glad that you brought up uh, the Montreal Impacts because you right. have a take for you. Give it to me. I think they're good. I, I don't okay. think they're a good defensive team. But yeah, I think, that, I think I think they're really I think they're a great attacking team, and I think that they're going to be a playoff team, and I think that they're going to crush uh, some hopes and dreams, and I'm here for it. So, one thing 100%. I was I was interested about was I was watching that game, the, the Montreal game, um, a bit, and the the commentator was talking about how he was like, yeah, the problem with Montreal is they just need to find a consistent goal scorer. Like, well, that's ironic. Yeah, I. I mean, I think that's what anybody needs to find. Uh, <laughs> I think if you. Well, Jordi Mahovic has done really well. Let's yeah. let's not like that. That move was a really keen move. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that move has worked out really well for him and for Montreal. He seems to have really uh, taken to that system very well. 
And Kyoto's miss notwithstanding, he's been very good uh, for them in the last 18, what, what has it been, uh, last year uh, and change. I was going to mm-hmm. say 18 months, but I guess he kind of came over right before the season started. And since, like, I, I mean, he hasn't revenge porn someone recently, so that's really positive. Um, aside from that, like, he, he's been a decent player on the field and an above average player realistically on the field. And it like, I don't know what you want from, I mean, I guess more goals. Yeah. That, that, but that's like what every team wants is more goals, more goals, right? Yeah. Uh, You all want more goals, but I mean, it's not like he's, it's not like he's been bad. I don't, I don't know. The numbers seem to, in, in, seem to point to him being a, an above average player at striker. Um, goals are going to come. That's my own. That's like my quick. I don't that's know. your quick thing. That's my well, quick the goals. Thing. The goals will come. Um, I mean, we well, do. Yeah. So looking at, looking at his XG, it's, it, he is uh, underperforming his XG, which I mean, let's, let's face it after, you know, this past weekend, people are probably like, duh, uh, but it's it's been a it's been a short period of time, and like if you really wanted to throw out last year's um, last year, he had a gr- really good season. Really, uh, it, we kind of thought that him coming to, I mean, we said it last year. I think under uh, under Tyrion Tier, Ray that he that this could be a real good season for him, right? And he overproduced last year on his on his uh, on his XG and. You know, overall, he had a really competitive season when it comes to uh, XG. What he was in the top ten, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, so, and he was someone that our just outside uh, the top ten. He was someone that our goals added model really, really loved and loves again this year. Um, he's yeah, by far the best on Montreal. And uh, you know, I'm actually not sure how he, he rates overall, but he was like amongst strikers. He was, I think, he made our all, all G plus team last year in one of those positions. Well, and like Which I said, is, Jordy Mihaljevic is. Go- I mean, he's stepped up and he's helped provide someone uh, some service and stuff for Kyoto and you know some other people. I think that um, realistically, it. it I mean, it, it's going to have to come from multiple pieces, right? Uh, Eric Hurtado hasn't been. Well, G Plus hasn't liked him, but I thought in his time, you know, he's been. He's kind of been what they've expected. He's a guy that you've always really liked, though. He's yeah. always he's been one of those dudes. I, right? I, I do, I do always... have, I do have a spot for Hurtado. I really do. For I Eric think Hurtado. Yeah, I think Him he has Kyrie a lot. Shelton. Of... <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie Shelton's good, and you know what? Screw anybody that doesn't believe me. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like he's definitely one of like those uh, Harrison's Harrison's boys. Uh, uh, I love that. That's no, that's good. No, I, I like Eric Hurtado too. And I, I think, you know, you look at their other options, they've got, like, Fjord Johnson is such an interesting player to me. Um, Bill's added doesn't care for him much, but but I, I think he's kind of an interesting guy. I've seen, um, you know, a, 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 an interesting archetype of a player, like one of those tall, kind of uh, very prototypical nines. But he's also, like, got pretty good feet for a bigger guy. And, and, and uh, I would agree with you know, that. Yeah, so he scored a couple goals one night, and I, I'm interested to see why he. I'm, I'm curious as to why he still very much seems to be a bench option um, at this point, uh, especially with Toy out. But um, you know, I guess that that's just kind of he. The system kind of favors uh, a player like Hurtado, so I mean that that's that I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Montreal. It, it it does come down to their defense. Like I still like like Rudy Camacho still is like a major part of that defensive line. <laughs> Like, which is kind of flabbergasting right yeah. they like they went ahead and they said like yeah we'll take kiki struna uh and we'll play him a lot and he's awful <laughs> he was for houston anyway i assume he's not been i haven't been he's he's been pretty wrong. average like uh, yeah. i would say i think g plus has him as just a little bit below average but i mean like they traded for kamal miller and you know this young joel waterman that they still have that i think yeah. they picked up from usl or i don't really recall quite he, where he might name. have been i mean he's a canadian kid like he might have just been from around one of the local um yeah I one, think one of the soccer fields they're just like hey you yeah, they just get, get in here, here. 
hey, what's your name? Is your name Joel? Are you that Joel guy? Uh, yeah. So, so they're 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 good. Um, they're an interesting project. They're always the team I I, I I kind of don't ever think about that much, but I, I end up thinking about them in the end uh, every week. If that makes sense. Like when I do remember them, I'm like, oh yeah, Montreal's interesting, and then well, I'll just it, forget they exist for a month. And I think that they are right now. I think that they're really interesting from an analytical perspective because of how much they are creating on the attack. And how little they're defending on on the backside. I think that's you know, uh, it, it, and it's almost like a war of attrition that they're winning uh, right now, which which is why it's <laughs> which is why it's so interesting. Like it's, it's a war of attrition with themselves. It, it, it is, and yeah. you know they're not doing it with like and like kind of like what you said the 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 commentary was they need more goal scorers uh they're not doing it with one person although Kyoto's kind of been the one most most him and uh Mihaljevic are the two people that are kind of targeted by G plus uh but you know they're they're not, they're not doing it by themselves but i mean there's nobody else that there's not a lot of other pieces that like stand out individually it's just kind of uh a lot of positive things happening uh as a team. And I think the only thing you can really point back to with that is the coach and, and the tactics that are being, uh, that are uh, being issued. It does feel like one of those kind of units that it will pay dividends eventually. Like this, this is, you know, I think they're, they're, they're sowing the seeds right now that, that, that will reap, reap positive rewards. If not later this year, then, then certainly in the next year or two, if they kind of stick with it. Cause I do think they've got a good system and I do think they've got good ideas and I think it's just kind of figuring out which uh, Bologna players they can take to <laughs> that Bologna doesn't <laughs> want and like fill in that in the next couple of years. Uh, it's funny because it's true. It is funny and it is true. It is, it is the, 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 the benefit of both those things. So, uh, yeah. Uh, did you see any other interesting games this week? Anything strike you as, as odd, as, as noteworthy, worthy of note? Uh, Atlanta so to go to the Seattle game and really I don't want to even focus about Seattle. It, it pissed me off, but uh, looking at Atlanta, Atlanta is bad with good pieces, which is different from last year because they were bad with bad pieces, you know, notwithstanding that Joseph Martinez was injured. Uh, but like miles Robinson was interesting, did interesting things. Like he did positive, uh, not just ball winning, uh, actions, but he also had some good dribbling moments, uh, getting up into possession uh, in the final third. Uh, they just didn't do a lot outside of that. And, and maybe you can chalk some of that up to Seattle's defense. Personally, I just think that uh, they just really failed to execute. I feel like Joseph Martinez is still trying to work his way back. Uh, and and yeah, I didn't think yeah, that yeah. Uh, the attacking pieces on Atlanta were overly interesting i would say that the impression i got watching atlanta this weekend um this was the first time i really sat down and got to watch them a little bit was that they are they're probably still not what they once you know were at their height but i don't think they're going to be a very easy team to beat a lot um i think that there's there's some better just kind of basic structure to that like the foundation is good again and they're still trying to build on top of that but like you know, I think they've made. I still think they have some problems on that roster, just from a, a personnel kind of standpoint, like in a, in a contract standpoint. But um, I don't. They're not as. They're not the same dire problems that they had last season, where they just looked like they were so uh, just through and through, just like um, cluttered with this function. So I, I was. I was impressed. I, I think this was uh, maybe one of their better. And I think both of those. I think both them in Seattle. You know, we'll we'll look at that. You know. Uh, with the benefit of hindsight, do we can go like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that result. I mean, Atlanta, just because going away to Seattle and getting anything is a really good result. And Seattle, because frankly, they were second best through a lot of that game. And they gave up a lot of opportunities. Through most, really. Yeah. And um, I think that it, it's definitely a, uh, it, it's good. I thought that was a good match. I thought it was a good showcase of kind of um, what Atlanta might be kind of looking to do more differently this season. Um, and I think if they get better players, <laughs> they're going to be very dangerous with that system. You know who stood out for me, uh, and this Who's is that? interesting. After after we had the the conversation that we had last week, uh, the the Gressel replacement, Brooks Lennon. Yeah, uh, I yeah, thought he really was. Good. I thought he was very good in that in that same type of role. I thought I thought we'd see Brooks Lennon kind of 
diminished this year in his capacity as a, as a, as a player like or in his role a bit, but he seems to be very much a, a big part of that system. So uh, I think uh, Heinz, I really likes him too. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah. and he performed really well. He was really good on the ball, really good off the ball with some of his runs. Uh, it, it was, it just seemed very uh, Julian Gressel esque, like in the way that he was uh, operating. <laughs> yes. Uh, just uh, some crosses, stay, providing width, giving the overlap, getting back on defense. I actually think Lennon's a little bit better defensively. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I, th- I thought that uh, out of all the mis- all the missteps that Atlanta's had over the last couple of years, I th- actually think uh, downgrading and getting, uh, and, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but, you know, selling off Julian Gressel and then bringing in Brooks Lennon on a, you know, a cheaper deal was probably one of the better uh probably best moves that they've made in the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. And, uh, I think you'll see, Oh, we just got a question bounced to us <laughs> just live. I was so surprised by it. Uh, okay. We'll cover that in a second. Uh, yes, the, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Brooks Lennon, um, interesting player and, uh, Atlanta, interesting team. What did you think about, um, have we talked about Orlando yet? No, it's funny that, that you keep hitting like uh, it was on my sheet. It was, it was on your sheet. It was on my sheet. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about the Orlando City Soccer Club, uh, the Lions, the Purple Lions, uh, home of, of of Nani, home of Kaka, former home of Kaka. Um, this team is good, in my opinion. I would I would agree with that opinion. Um. It's a little disconcerting because they were very bad for a long time. And then they got Oscar Pereja and now they're very not maybe not very good, but now they're good. And uh, I think they're I think they're pushing into that uh very good realm. They very, are very I think quietly. they are I think they are tops on PPG in that conference. Um uh, I believe and I, I think that probably makes them yeah, like I would have to I would have to double check that because uh, my instinct is that NYCFC is uh, the New York City Football Club, as as you'd like to say, uh, I believe is is ahead of them. But um, that notwithstanding, no, I think that they're really New close. England, New England and Orlando are both on two, according to this uh, standing sheet I have here. Well, holy crap. Yeah. New York City Football Club has one point three three. Orlando hasn't lost for what it's worth. Oh, they're an undefeated team. See, I look so much at these at these stats that I don't. I don't. <laughs> you don't know the actual. You know what? They, I don't know the W's. I just yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, make three, assumptions. Three undefeated teams left in Major League Soccer: the Orlando City Soccer Club, Nashville, and Seattle. Um, yeah. So uh, I want to talk about a guy um, on Orlando named uh, Jackson Sebastian Mendez. This is a guy that kind of came in, I think, two years ago, maybe, and was highly touted, um, and I think underwhelmed a little bit. This year, he's maybe one of the better central midfielders in Major League Soccer. I actually uh, don't remember him getting touted. Uh, yeah, he's touted. You know, he's touted a little bit, like not a lot of touting, not like. Oh well, yeah, anything, okay. But, so he 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 was a younger player that he was acquired, right? A, a modicum of tout. Let's say that. Hashtag a modicum of tout. Um, he's been great. He's been great for them. He's one of these guys that is just all over the field. He's involved in everything. He's getting tackles. He's getting interceptions. He's he's passing the ball a lot. He's moving the ball a lot. Um, I don't actually even know what G Plus thinks of him, but I I would assume it's good because because yeah, he's, he's, he's he's in the he's in the positive realm. Yeah, he's he's somebody I've really been impressed with for them. Uh, I think Nani has just still just so bizarrely ageless and just keeps doing like the craziest things. It is things. bizarre because he he it, it, he dropped from being this really good player to like this very average European player. Like and it was like overnight that it happened to him. And it then happen pretty quickly, yeah. It it happened like a ton of bricks and then he just kind of steadily got better and then he came to MLS and he's just not gotten any worse, which yeah, is surprising just, because you would have thought he would get worse. Yeah, I think we all thought, I mean, 
when he first signed, I was a little bit, maybe a little bit higher on him than you were. Um, but I, if you had said like, and in two years, that was your Manchester be, United talking. And he'll say, right. But like, in like, if you'd said like, and in two years, he'll be, he'll still be really good. I'd be like, well, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> but, but here he is, uh, you know, and he's, he's, he's probably better now than his first season. That's possible. It is, isn't it? Like, I would say that that's very possible. I, I think um, he's okay. I, I, I think there's still the same deficiencies to his game, but I think, and this is where the tactics kind of come in. I think they've done a hell of a job covering him up and his responsibilities on the field. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that he's uh, defensively so weak. I think they've rotated and they've put such a uh, athletic group of guys out there on the field. Uh, Alexander Pateau, not uh, Pato. Yeah, Pato. Pato, notwithstanding, uh, who you know he's made one game. So, like, let's aside from him, uh, they have a really good athletic group of uh, players. Uh, mm-hmm. I really like uh, Mendes is a good shout. I like Urso a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I've I've been tremendously impressed by um, everything he brings. He has a very uh, Chara Ozzy Alonso type esque uh, just intensity. Um, at times, um, he's not as good as either of them, but he, it's going to be hard to beat. It's gonna yeah, be hard yeah, to beat yeah. He, he, it is so hard to beat, but I, I see aspects of what, what he brings and both of those are, uh, yeah, really positive. Okay. We have a question, um, from, uh, UT Kieran who said, I don't know when the next podcast is or where the Q&A for it is, but here's my question. So there you go. Which scenario results in an easier cakewalk to the Supporters' Shield? NYCFC acquires Ryan Holland's head. Dallas acquires Anthem Tinnerholm. Uh, I mean, I think that's a good question. I think, obviously, if uh, NYCFC acquired Ryan Holland's head, I think that would be the better one, right? Well, Ryan Holland's head right now is having probably his best season with right. Dallas. All right, so, Harrison, talk about Ryan Hollingshead. Dude, like, there's not an aspect that Ryan Hollingshead's not good. Like, he's just a really well-rounded soccer player. He's above average at nearly every aspect of, of this game. It's why Dallas continues to use him. Like, they started him at left wing, I think, during the playoffs last year. Like, he, there, it doesn't matter what position that he's played, and he's it just continues to rotate. I mean... I think the joke is like he's never I feel like he has been in goal, but I think the running joke is he hasn't played goalkeeper. Um and and sure somebody from FC Dallas uh can can you know fix that or uh Armin uh no, you, he's, you can he's, you can DM me. I'm sure correct me. He has definitely played in goal before. <laughs> yeah, has it okay. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what position he hasn't played, but he's just so well rounded. I, I I sent a tweet out about the Seattle Soccer Club this weekend. Uh, it was my, just my halftime take, and it was just that they just seem so aesthetically pleasing because they're all very technically uh just solid. And that's the thing about Ryan Hollingshead. Like he's athletic. He's exceptionally technically, uh, versed and like, okay. He doesn't maybe have above average speed, but he has average speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you add that to an above average, um, tactical ability above average, uh, thought and ath- athleticism. And it plays up like it, certain skills can just be able to be played up when you have enough other skills that, um, that complement it. And so I, yeah, I, I think Ryan Hollingshead, absolutely. I, I don't know. Dallas can, can really part with him. I don't, I think, I think it would be easier to get Anton Tenenholm out of NYC than it would be to get Ryan Hollingshead out of Dallas. Wow! Now, see, that is a uh, that's that, that's probably that's probably a take. I, I yeah. realize that, but if you look at what NYCFC and what they do, uh, 
Dallas, yeah, they've they've treated guys, uh, Kellen Acosta, you know, Michael Berrios. So I guess it, as long as like Colorado didn't want to acquire Ryan Hollingshead, <laughs> <laughs> but you uh, can say this about Dallas they they do know how to they do know how to uh, get rid of players. They've sold players at their height though, or when they don't fit their purpose anymore. Um, like Kellen Acosta, very realistically, did not fit in Dallas anymore with what they were trying to do with that midfield. Um, it didn't mean that he didn't have value, though. And so they used that, they they leveraged that value. The same with uh, Michael Berrios. Michael Berrios still had value, uh, but they're obviously very, very obviously trying to do something different uh, the year that they, they, they moved on from him. So I don't see that being the case with Ryan Hollingshead in the next 12 months. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Further out than that, uh, Ryan Hollingshead's not a spring chicken, right? Like, uh, what? Let's do the quick Google search. I want to say that he is twenty nine or thirty, um, and he is thirty as of a month ago, a month and change ago. So, hey, listen, um, happy birthday, Ryan! Uh, Ryan, I know you listen. We love you. Uh, I love you. And um, yeah, like, look. I think he could probably stay in Dallas another year, another two years. But beyond that, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if if Dallas moved him uh, outside of that after his value started to diminish a bit. You know what I want to do now, Harrison? I just came up with a project for us. Mm. Oh, let's get Ryan Hollingshead a U.S. MNT cap. No, it's it's not going to happen. Let's do it. it it's impossible. No, I feel like I feel like we can do it, Harrison. I think we have we have at least twenty five listeners of this this podcast, and if all of them go on Twitter right now and say Hollingshead for USMT, nothing will happen. No, but, nothing won't. Yeah. <laughs> I think not a serious one. Like, I don't think he's going to go to the World Cup, Harrison. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, a, a game, just a game, one time, you know, a friendly. Give Ryan Hollingshead a cap. What's Here's- wrong with that? Uh, I, here's the thing, and this is, this is what really perplexes me, uh, in the mass amount of games that the U S men's national team has between now and September, um, it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't have used him. Uh, but it seems very apparent that they have their set of players and, and not only that, but younger players that they want to incorporate in their, in their roster, and I can't necessarily look down on Burhalter for that, though. I know that there's plenty of people that will. Um, I, 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 th- I think that he's trying to use this for the good of the future program. And I think that's really, in a nutshell, been his entire uh, movement with the U.S. men's national team is to yeah. to further their cause, not necessarily for the for the moment, but for the next few years unless um, you're daryl dk that man has no future apparently the dudes like i i get that everybody's like up in arms over that we realize that he's probably moving right like he, there's a My lot of stuff going on right arms now with are up and i am in them harrison okay My arms are up and i am in them like look i do do i think Daryl DK is a national team player. Yes. Do I think that he should be in every single uh, squad right now? No. Uh, especially, especially when you consider the fact that there is kind of a transfer saga brewing. And look, that's not what you, uh, in the middle of that, all that bringing him into the national team probably does is diminish his value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> It probably isn't the best move right now, but uh, like I can't see it helping. Like, yeah. I, I the, let's say he plays really well. What does that do? Yeah, it's true. They're not. He's not going to gain any more hype from that than he already has. Like Burhalter, Burhalter did him a solid. Gave him a couple. I mean, he's he's been playing for the last year. You know, uh, yeah, I so suppose he deserves a break too. Giving I mean, I him a little bit of a break. That's very fair. Yeah. Especially if your plan is after the quote unquote brewing tra- transfer saga, which I, I just, I just coined. That was me. Um, happens and is over. You're going to call him in. You, I imagine he's, yeah, he's going to have to be, have a lot of time 
that he's going to be playing soccer. Um, not just preseason with his new club, not just the U.S. men's national team, but um, yeah. Well, I guess for, that would be it. That would be it. yeah for Crystal Palace or whatever. Possibly, I just made up Crystal Palace. Did no you, I, I was Crystal like, Palace I didn't know that that was a rumor. I, that I seems like a bad rumors. fit. Yeah, I, I hope he doesn't go to Crystal Palace. I see him more as a. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where I see him. Uh, I would like to see him play in MLS a little bit more before he goes, but I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I feel that, that that is just being selfish, uh, personally. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a, uh, it's a very selfish request. I think Orlando would like it. I mean, I, I think Orlando fans would be down. It's the one time that me and Orlando City fans would be in agreement on anything. <laughs> it, it would be a first. You know, out of all the fans, like, and seriously, we, we've pissed off a few on this on this podcast. I don't think we've ever gotten hate mail from Orlando, have we? <laughs> it's because it's, it's we don't talk about them very much. Well, you would think that we'd get hate mail for not talking about. I mean, like, uh, it seems like they hate on people for the slightest things. They are quite ravenous. They, they are. They're they a rowdy have, bunch. I, I, will, I will just say that they possibly, probably have a very loud and outsized uh, sampling of onlineness. And, and, and <laughs> those people probably do not represent Orlando City's fan base as a whole. But yeah, they they are they are quite ornery. Their uh, their you know, online again, presence to, has a reputation. Then again, they're not. They don't have a lot to be mad about right now. Because to bring it all the way back around, they're pretty good. They're yeah, pretty they good. are pretty good right now. Yeah, that's that's fair. They're, they're, yeah, they're very above average, pushing into that next tier. Yeah. West Ham, you think West Ham for DK Lester? Ooh, I'd like Lester. That'd be fun. West Ham would be okay. But it, I'm just West Ham it, is just such like a, he'd have to go play for Moyes and stuff. Oh, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah. Let, see, I, I'm trying to think of who is like the the Southampton of like now, but like Southampton five years ago, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> that was developing players and had people players in their in their, yeah, in their who's pipe doing that. Who's uh, doing that? And it feels like that I mean, would be Lester. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, it could be Lester. But Lester's already kind of in that like upper echelon now. Like they're basically a top four team in England. Like they're 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 no longer a thing. I don't know. I like like I could see him at like Everton, maybe. You know, maybe not starting right away for Everton, but I can no, see that, him kind of like yeah, kind of working out. Like I could see him in that that mix a little bit and being an option off the bench. I could see him. I guess even a club of that of that stature, I think that would be exciting for U.S. fans uh, who haven't had a good reason to like Everton in like eight years. So, <laughs> yeah. I just uh, like I, I can't think of it, it, there just doesn't seem to be a really good fit for him in the Premier League. And, and to be perfectly honest, uh, why they have buckets of money that they that they overspend and rosters that they overfill uh, with players that honestly are that they're taking a lot of risk on they're overpaying for risk um and, and that seems to be right now the premier and maybe i'm oversimplifying a lot of things because let's as you know i i am a i am an expert on the european football uh, <laughs> no, one, no one knows more about english soccer than harrison <laughs> uh, but it seems like there there's better there'd be a better league uh yeah. there, there's a couple better options for him than uh in terms of fit and in terms of uh, just his career arc and, you know, cycle. But that's probably a different discussion. You know what? It's not up to us. It's, it's, up it's to not. It's not. It's going to be whoever pays for him. And, you know, yeah, uh, why would you not that money take? Is, that's going to be a lot of money. It I, probably will be. It'll probably be more than I think maybe even is wise. But, I mean, we still need to remember, like, it's not like – I mean, this was a this was a championship team, right? Like this wasn't, which is good. It is. It's good. It's really good. He was really good for them. It's just. It's not like. It's not the kind of thing where I think that some Premier League like Arsenal is going to be like, "Yo, we got to. This is the next thing. You know, we got to get in there for like thirty-two million and just get this done because this guy. You know, there's still like a lot, a little bit of of. Uh, there's still a little bit of data to to, to collect. I There's think, a lot of data to, to to collect on him. I mean, Before, I, yeah. I feel like you and I have talked about that in the past, but I mean, like he doesn't have a full season. 
He doesn't. Yeah, he's been playing for the since since uh what? Uh, yeah, he's had like two, August. He's had like two half seasons. Yeah. With uh, two different clubs and two different things. But it, neither equate to a full season. Yeah. Like amazing impact, right? Like the impact is absolutely there. The playing, the tools, the skill, it's all there. But as far as taking away and kind of distilling what everything means out on the pitch uh, for the predictable future, it's a little bit hard to to kind of figure that out and see where that, where he fits uh, in the larger scheme. So, yeah. Uh, Getting back to the question that I like I feel like we danced around but never really talked about uh which team do you think let, let's just kind of simplify it which team is better NYC acquires Hollingshead w- Dallas acquires Tenenholm and I feel like it's Dallas acquires Tenenholm uh makes them better although Dallas is the bottom of the Western Conference right now I I, I don't yeah I can't I can't sign on with that at all I think if you give NYC FC another good player they're still going to be better than Dallas <laughs> Like, especially if Dallas lost one of their better players. I mean, there's 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 a case, at least on G plus, right, that Ryan Hollingshead is the best player on Dallas, or at least this season. Yeah, I would just say like if the question is who will be better after like that, like if they start flip flopped, if they switched, I still I still think I'd I'd give it to NYCFC. I just think they're a better team than Dallas is. I don't think that's well, it, I'd be I'd be interesting to hear arguments to the contrary, but I, I would. I know. I, I, you know, I I I I lean heavy into my biases and and have fun with that. But yeah, no, I can't agree. I can't disagree with that, right? And look, I don't know if, it, despite how good Anton Tinnerholm really is, and and he is the best fullback in MLS right now. Um, I don't think that fixes Dallas, and and to be perfectly honest i don't necessarily think that there's any one player that fixes dallas aside from time for that roster to heal <laughs> number yeah. one and and gel i mean i threw out a, a a tweet earlier about um what was going on with with pax and pomical because i mean he's he, for the last six month and a half almost two months he's played roughly about 30 minutes a game and that seems kind of weird. Uh, I mean, like he's coming off, you know, a, an injury from last season, you know, and he had, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. supposedly a preseason setback, although we don't know the details to how that all worked. Um, at least I don't. Uh, maybe you do. Um, but it's a it's a little bit hard to say. And so I guess if I'm going to go back to the question uh NYCFC adding any type of talent is always um, is always going to be kind of the easier cakewalk, I guess, as it's as it's put. Yeah. All right, folks. There you have it. That was an episode of the American Soccer Analysis Show with Ian and Harrison. Um, if you have any questions like that, fun ones. Thank you, uh, at Kieran Ut, one of our our most loyal listeners and submitters. Um, and by all means, just send them to us. We didn't even ask. That just shows we don't even have to ask. You'll, you, if you give us something to talk about, we'll, we'll probably talk about it. I feel like we actually have had like three or four questions and we haven't addressed them in the past. We'll maybe look at those over this break, which we are taking a break uh, while MLS does, I believe, um, which is there's games this weekend and the ne- not next weekend, right? Next weekend the next. Yes. 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 So, uh, a small break, small break, not a long one, but we'll probably take that off too. And then, uh, get back right there once uh, MLS gets back and started again. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you on the other side. Thank you for listening. Thank you as always to my co-host, my friend, my colleague, Harrison. You can find him on Twitter at Harrison underscore crow and find me on Twitter at a handle for Ian. Find American Soccer Analysis on Twitter at Analysis Evolve and visit the website www.americansocceranalysis.com. Uh, check it out. You got some articles up there this week. Some G plus to value salary. Interesting article. Got some NWSL breakdowns from Carlin Carpenter. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, goals added for goalkeepers. I'm gonna tease it. It's coming soon. Thought it'd be thought it'd be out by now, but it's not. But soon. Spoiler alert, 
think Matt Turner is going to be the best. Yeah, I don't think you're you're waiting for too much on that one. Yeah, we'll find out though, and an undisclosed amount of time. Hopefully not much more than a week. So keep an eye out for that. Visit the website. Uh, thank you for listening. Send us questions if you've got any. Ask Analysis Evolved. Folks, thank you so much. I'll see you in a couple weeks. And until then, enjoy the soccer. Check the past again